Hello and welcome to a very special AMA episode of Kaiju Weekly. I am your host, Michael, your guy for Sentai. Thank you, Jay. And yeah, just wanted to kind of have a relaxed episode for you guys. Travis, Travis won't be joining me. You know, we're, I had to get, we're, we're giving Travis some time off cause he's off dealing with some more important things, uh, than this podcast and more important things than Kaiju in general. And we just wish him all, all the thoughts and prayers and all that, all those things, all those well wishes uh, to him and his family as, you know, as he's kind of going through a hard time right now. So but we, we don't want to dwell too much on that, but I wanted to kind of hang out with you guys for a little bit. Make sure we put out some content for you guys. Welcome. If you're not familiar with this podcast, we are typically a review podcast. We review movies, uh, specifically giant monster movies, uh, television shows, and giant monster media from a very accessible perspective. We say here on the Kaiju Weekly, we like to explore the wide world of giant monster movies and giant monster media. Uh Great examples of those. You can go check out some bonus episodes that we just published with the guys from uh, the Mechaton comic uh, that just got, I think, issue four, not issue four, I'm so sorry, issue one just got funded on Kickstarter, uh, and they're getting ready to launch another Kickstarter for issue two. It's a great comic. I've read it. It's uh, great artwork, great story, lots of fun. Highly recommend you guys check them out. And we did a, uh, Travis did a bonus episode where we had conversation with those guys, or Travis had a conversation with those guys, um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun, go check it out, I'll link it in the description of this episode, also, I recently sat down and had a conversation with our friend of the podcast, Mr. Donnie Winter, who is a kaiju poet, that was a lot, that was a very um, deep and thoughtful conversation, and I love having those, I love having those talks with, with other fans, just to kind of, you know, give them a space to express uh all the things that they love about this genre and express the ways that they are loving on this genre and contributing to it. So, uh, before we get started, I do have a little bit of, I do have some housekeeping items I need to get to. So if you guys are not familiar, Travis and I launched a Kickstarter for our magazine called Kaiju Ramen Volume 1. We are currently, at the time of this recording, 100% funded. Uh, we are 100, last time I checked, we are 110% funded. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Every single person, man, woman, child, creature, kaiju, whatever, uh, mech, monster, if you funded that project, thank you. We we deeply appreciate it. But there is still more time to go on that project. It does end on February the 1st. 2022. And, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with that, Kaiju Ramen Volume 1 is a collected issue of all four issues of Kaiju Ramen Magazine that Travis and I have been working on throughout the year with some extra goodies and some extra bonuses if you support us on Kickstarter. Now, I will mention that the only way to get this book is by supporting it on Kickstarter. That's the only way. We're not going to be publishing this thing as its own separate release. So if you want this below, if you want this book and all the goodies that come with it, like the uh, forward by uh, Mr. Cal Yount, the brilliant, brilliant cover art by Mr. Matt Frank, you're gonna have to support the Kickstarter. You're going to have to support Kaiju Ramen Volume 1 on Kickstarter. I'll put a link to uh, Kaiju Ramen. I'll put a link to that Kickstarter in the description of this episode as well. 
uh, for you guys to go and check out. And I highly, I highly, highly, highly recommend you go and support this project because again, if you miss out, it's gone and you're not going to be able to get it back. So, uh, we want to do that because we want to do something really special for the fans and, uh, new and old fans that have supported us this entire year, uh, with Kaiju Ramen and that project. And we just wanted to show how much we appreciate and love you guys and give as many people as we possibly can a chance to get their hands on this one of a kind book. So there's Kaiju Ramen volume one. And I think that's all the housekeeping items. That's all the housekeeping items I had for this particular episode. I was going to do a little bit of the news, but I think I might save that for when we do a next, uh, our next actual full episode. Um, because this, ep this episode actually was not going to be an AMA. This was going to be our review of, uh, the recently released movie rumble, uh, which is a lot of fun. I can already tell you that, like, I can already tell you spoiler that movie is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I think I, I talked to Travis after he watched it and he had a lot of fun with it. It's a really interesting story. It's a really interesting little movie and it's a fun addition to the kaiju genre of film that we all know and love. So uh, yeah, that's what this episode was supposed to be, but I had to, we had to call a little bit of an audible. Travis needed some time off. So we're going to be saving rumble for a later date, but I, but trust me, I, I cannot wait to actually talk about that movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if that sounds good to y'all, uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, being patient with us as we kind of call, as we kind of adjust our schedule just a little bit. So since we're just kind of hanging out here, let me, let me do something really quick. I'm going to, I'm going to pour a little bit of, uh, grape juice plus. How about that? Um, if anyone is not familiar with that reference, um, grape juice plus go look up planet of the apes, uh, specifically, um, Escape from Planet the Planet of the Apes. You'll get after you watch that movie. It's actually it's a fantastic little movie, uh, one of my favorites. Um, one of my favorite like hard sci-fi movies, uh, and, and I guess it could be really considered Tokusatsu too because it, there's a lot of stuff in that movie and in that franchise, that early franchise from the '60s and '70s that I know kaiju fans and fans of just the art of Tokusatsu can really really enjoy. So I highly recommend you go watch that. But if you don't get the reference, it's fine that you don't have to get the reference if you, if you don't want to. So anyway, I put out a call on Twitter the other day and asked everybody to give us some AMA questions and AMA stands for ask me anything. And I really meant that. I said, ask me anything you want about, it can be about Kaiju. It can be about the podcast. It can be about me personally. It could be about anything. Um, so we got a few questions, some really good, some really interesting and some, some a little bit personal. So I'm kind of, uh, look, I'm looking forward to, uh, digging in here, uh, and producing this for you guys, just to kind of give you a little bit of insight into the mind of Michael Hamilton, which is a terrifying place in and of itself, but I digress. So anyway, let's get started, uh, with our very first question. That comes in from my co-host of this podcast, Mr. Travis Alexander. And his question is simply this. Who is the most handsome Kaiju Weekly host? Well, hmm. Um, let me think about that one for a second. Oh, me. I'm the most handsome Kaiju Weekly host. Uh, and you know what? If Travis were here doing this, he would say the same exact thing. Although... 
I want to just point out that Travis is a pretty good looking fella himself in his own right. So I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I don't know if Travis is even going to like me doing this, but I'm just going to say this. If there are any ladies, if there are any ladies who are looking for a kaiju loving nerd with a heart of gold and you happen to live in the Mississippi Delta area, give Travis a shout because yeah, he's a, he's a good looking dude too in his own right. But as far as the Kaiju weekly co-hosts go, I'm by far the, the most good looking of the two of us. So not to brag, but it's true. Anyway, moving on to the next question. Uh, this one also come, this one comes from, uh, Raymond Martin on Twitter and his question and Raymond's question is, if Toho, Subaraya Studios, and Katakawa Corporation could get their could get over themselves and surmount their legal issues, what, in your opinion, would be the best outcome for a shared universe and or series, and why? Well, that's a, actually a really really good question, uh, Raymond, uh, and one that I found super interesting. Um, I may actually circle back to this question. Uh, I'm going to answer it here, but I'm going to, I may actually save this question for a later episode of, of the podcast. And I want to ask my co-host, uh, I want to ask my co-host what he thinks. But for me personally, um, I think it could be possible that, um, you know, Toho and those other companies could do something similar to what Boom Studios and uh, IDW have been, have done in the past where they come together on say, not necessarily a film, but a comic book. And like Travis has said before, it's not to diminish the, the medium of comic books. Comic books can be fantastic uh, for telling stories and doing unique takes on stories that necessarily um, couldn't, couldn't be brought to, to screen because maybe budget constraints or just general interest. So I would say that, you know, they could do a crossover book where, um, one, one example I was kind of thinking about is if, if they did, um, if they did like a reboot of, of the, of Gamera first, and then maybe introduced Ultraman within the same universe and, you know, kind of maybe gave Ultraman his own movie, maybe give Gamera his own movie or gave Gamera his own movie and Ultraman showed up, show up at the end and then they do a movie together. And then the next movie, the third movie could be, uh, where they find, they, they come up against a foe or a, an issue that they both cannot, uh, handle themselves. And so they list, they enlist the help of Godzilla and namely Toho. They would need Toho's blessing to do this, but they enlist the help of Godzilla to be on, to be in that particular film or comic or something of that nature. Um, I think that is, I hope, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of where my head was at um, with it. I think it would be kind of, it would be a little bit difficult to do it on screen, I believe, or even a television show would be a little bit different because there's probably a lot of legal there's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo that has to go on behind the scenes, uh, to get something like that done. So I think comic books, uh, similar to what, maybe what boom studios and IDW are currently doing with the, uh, Godzilla versus the power Rangers, uh, crossover. I think that could possibly work. Um, but who knows? I mean, we may get something in the future. I mean, we already, we got, you know, the, the ultimate rematch between King Kong and Godzilla or Kong and Godzilla. I mean, the, really the, 
only two milestones left would be, you know, Gamera versus Godzilla or Ultraman versus Godzilla. I mean, I, but I don't know if we'll ever see that because neither pro neither company wants their flagship property to lose. So I don't know. I don't know what we're, I don't know what will happen there. It'll be interesting to see if we heading into, I'd say, I'd say heading into like the 75th anniversary of Godzilla. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Toho kind of opens up a little bit and does, uh, more collaborations. So that should be, that should be really interesting. Thank you for that, Raymond. And our next question comes in from friend of the podcast and my co-host for the Power Trip podcast, A Journey Through Power Rangers Franchise, and the Henshin Men podcast, Mr. Nathan Marchand. And Nate Marchand writes, huh, will, will you review the Kaiju Noir Dextroya Private Eye on the podcast? Well, short answer, Nate, probably not. But if you're talking about if we'll do the uh, upcoming uh, independent film, what to do with a dead or not? In, it's not even an independent film. I think it's made by Toei, if I'm not mistaken. The upcoming film will say uh, what to do with a dead kaiju. Yeah, we'll we'll probably do that. We'll probably do that because you know the title in and of itself lends lends kind of lends itself to be a very riftastic. Uh, film. And if you've listened to recent episodes of Kaiju Weekly, you get the joke, Dick Stroya. Um, just as a little bit of background, the monster in, they showed off photos of this monster, uh, I believe, um, like maybe a week or, like a week or two ago. And its dorsal spines look very, they're supposed to be mushrooms, but they don't quite look like mushrooms. Let's just say they don't quite look like mushrooms. They look like something else, something a little bit more phallic, to be polite. So, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably definitely cover, you know, that film, but, you know, maybe Destroy a Private Eye, eh, probably not, which, you know, I was never really big into, um, I really was never big into, like, into noir, like, Private Eye uh, movies or TV shows. Like, I... I liked shows growing up like Law and Order and Blue Bloods and, uh, you know, cop, you know, uh, cop procedural, police procedurals and stuff like that. I like that kind of stuff. I grew up with it. Um, I like old movies. I like, you know, I like movies like Casablanca and some old black and white films that are considered classics now. Uh, I just watched, um, I just watched North by Northwest the other night for the first time and it's a wonderful little movie. The end of the movie jarred me a little bit. I wasn't really sure what to make of that, but it was still a pretty good movie. Uh, I like, you know, I like things like Bond, specifically Old Bond with Mr. Sean Connery. I like uh, Old Bond films. I like the Daniel Craig stuff too. The Daniel Craig stuff's been pretty great. Um, there's just maybe one or two films that I'm not super high on from from his catalog, from his time as James, as, w, as 007. But, you know, overall, I, I kind of like those films more than maybe noir, like, uh, private eye, sleuthy kind of films. Like, I, I just don't really care for those all that much. I don't know why, Just it's just something I never really was into. Um, but thank you, Nathan, for the question. It was great. Uh, so to backtrack a little bit, the short answer is we will be covering the 
what to do with a dead kaiju movie because that looks riftastic, but probably not destroy a private eye. So thank you, Nathan, for that question. We really appreciate it. The next one is a really fun question from our friend Allie at the Finding Monster Right podcast. We were Travis and I were just on that podcast with Allie and her co-host. Uh, fantastic people, fantastic, fantastic people. A lot of fun. We talked about uh, Sp- Pacific Rim and all the shenanigans surrounding that. Uh, those two movies. So, so yeah, go check it out. I'll try to, if I remember, I'll try to link that our appearance on that uh, in the in the description below this episode. But Allie's question for this AMA is: If you guys were both three hundred feet tall, kitted out with three kaiju powers of your choice, and set loose in a major major in a major metropolitan area, who would win in a fight? Winner becomes the new Alpha Titan and gets a gift card to the Cracker Barrel. Well, that is a fantastic question, Allie, and we appreciate you sending that in. Um, so I was thinking about this, and so if 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 Michael Goji and Travis Goji met head to head in a versus competition, um. I'm gonna say that the winner would totally be me mainly because Travis is not here to defend himself. And this is me doing this solo. So obviously I'm going to win because I am the superior, most handsome co-host on this podcast. So, so yeah, but in all seriousness, um, as far as powers go, I'd say, I don't know, I might, uh, my main weapon of choice might be atomic coffee breath or instant regenerative, regenerative. There we go. Instant regeneration, there's the word, instant regeneration abilities caused by consuming way too many pancakes because pancakes are life. As far as a third, I don't know. I've been told that, I've been told that, uh, I have nice eyes. So I tell you what, let's, let's give me uh, laser eyes similar to the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla and call it good. Um, that that cracker barrel, uh, that cracker barrel gift card would come in really handy right now because I'm kind of hungry. Like I'm just thinking about what I had for breakfast, and it was nowhere near as good as the cracker barrel brown sugar and pecan pancakes. Mmm, delicious. But thank you, Allie, for that question. It was a lot of fun, and I may it's a, probably another one I'll save for when Travis can be on with me, and I'll ask I'll ask him who he thinks would win, who would win in a fight. I guarantee you, he would also agree it would be me. Anyway, the next question comes in from Twitter user Crystal Lady Jessica, and she writes in, Are you going to have more Magical Girl media on the podcast? Tell Baka I demand it, and so does Redeemed Otaku. So Redeemed Otaku is another podcast out there uh, run by run by Bex and her husband. They're both fantastic people, and they talk about anime, specifically like they love magical girl anime like that is bex's thing like she was like she loves magical girl anime so my answer to that is actually a question so crystal lady jessica does sexy rangers count as quote magical girl genre um why or why not i think it should because 
that movie is magical for reasons that I can't go into on this podcast. But um, if not that, then unless Travis decides he wants to cover some magical girl stuff, we probably won't. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, speaking of Bex, uh, of Redeemed Otaku, we would love to have her on the podcast to join us. And Bex, if you're listening to this episode, we will let you pick what we cover if you come on. So it's going to be totally up to you. But we would love to have you, Bex. Uh, You're a great host of your own show. And we would just love to have more female voices on our show. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Not super into magical girl stuff myself. I think that's more Travis's thing. I know he likes, I think he likes some magical girl stuff. I'm not 100% sure. He's talked about it before. But I don't know what his overall feelings of magical girl things are. So there's that. Uh, But, you know, if Sexy Rangers counts, we can totally cover that. Our next question comes from our friend and friend of the, our friend, our personal friend and our friend of the podcast, Mr. Elijah Thomas of the Kaiju Conversations podcast and ET13 Productions. And his question is simply, (laughs) when will Kaiju Weekly start selling Yeti nipple merchandise? Elijah, you told me you were going to send me a serious question, like something that was going to challenge me. I guess this question could challenge me in a way that I never wanted to be challenged, but it could challenge me nonetheless. But the uh, short answer, kind of the short answer, the Cliff Notes answer, I should say, would be the last time I checked on the prospect of that, um, it is protected by copyright by a company that shall remain nameless. So yeah, there we go. Can't do anything more with Yeti nipples because that phrase and that whole thing is protected by copyright. So no more Yeti nipples on, on the, on the Kaiju weekly podcast. Daggone it. I just, and apparently from what I was reading, that copyright was, uh, was, was, uh, was put into effect. Oh, I don't know, like a week ago. So I, terrible timing, man. Sorry about that. But yeah, no, no Yeti nipples, uh, no Yeti nipple merch on this podcast or in our T public, which if you haven't checked out our T public, go check it out. There's some really fantastic stuff on there. Um, yeah, so sorry, man. Um, but, uh, from what I understand, uh, Dick Stroya is still, still a very, very, very firm. Maybe. So there you go, Elijah. Thank you so much for your uh, question. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, The next question. Jeez, Nathan, how many many questions did you send us? Good Lord. Needy much? Anyway, so the first question that I'm going to read out from Nathan is is my first of, I think, a couple of kind of personal questions. So... (laughs) When do you, when do we get to hear your new girlfriend on the podcast? I talked to Julie about this not too long ago, uh, when we were just having a conversation and we were talking about podcasts and stuff like that. Cause she listens to podcasts and she listens to audiobooks. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if she'd be really that all that interested. She likes Kaiju and Tokusatsu. Um, she likes like old school Godzilla films. We watched a few, we watched Godzilla films on new year's day. And we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and I think I mentioned it. Maybe it was after that I mentioned coming on the podcast and just having a conversation like as a fill-in episode. I thought would maybe in- be interesting to give a, a woman's perspective on this genre. 
but she didn't seem too interested. Um, not that she doesn't like the, not that she doesn't like the genre. It's just, I don't know, just she's, I think she gets a little bit nervous when put on the spot like that. So I don't know. I don't know. The the long answer to that is I, I don't know. Like, I don't know when, whenever, whenever she wants to, I guess, you know, um, but Nathan also sent a serious question, um, that kind of has more to do with this podcast and this genre. And Nathan's other question is what 2022 Kaiju and or Toku release are you most looking forward to and why? Uh, that's kind of a hard one because there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff to look forward to, like what to do with dead Kaiju. I've talked about that one already. Uh, brush of the gods, which successfully got funded on Kickstarter recently. I think it was, re- I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was recently. And of course, Shin Ultraman is coming this year. Uh, so to, to paraphrase a, a good friend of a good friend of mine, you know, Kaiju fans are going to eat really well this year. So there is a lot to pick from. Uh, as far as like kaiju media goes, and there's a ton of stuff like coming from other countries too that I've uh, that I've read about that uh, that are kaiju related. That hopefully we can get our hands on for this podcast. Uh, if you guys are interested in stuff like that and want to uh, learn more about what's upcoming this year as far as like kaiju media goes, go over to kaijuramenmedia.com and check out. Uh, an article by our friend, Mr. Elijah Thomas, and it's just called what's to come in 2022 Kaiju movie edition. So go check out that article. We've been trying to add a little bit more. We've been trying to add more articles to our website, uh, just to give people more content to, to read. Uh, and one of those, and that article has been one of our favorites so far. So go check that out. I'll try to link it in the description of this episode. So you guys can go read that on yourself because they're read that on your own because, you know, there's a, there's a long list of really appealing kaiju movies and things coming along this year. Uh, for me personally to answer, to kind of circle back and answer your question, I'm going to say what I'm most looking forward to is probably Shin Ultraman, uh, or Brush of the Gods. One of those is what I'm kind of, either one of those I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm more looking forward to seeing what happens with Shin Ultraman. We've seen the trailer already for it and it looks fantastic. It looks it looks better than the original trailer we got a few months ago. Uh and then the then the production had to be halted for a little while, but now we got an official release date of spring of 2022, which is awesome. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. And so I'm going to say for me, you know, Shin Ultraman because I don't know exactly when we're going to be able to watch that one here in the States. Uh, maybe if you had like a VPN or something, you could, you could probably, you could maybe, you could maybe find it on like Japanese Netflix or something like that. Who knows? I, I don't know how that works over there, but, um, but yeah, like Shin Ultraman is definitely high, very high on my list. So our next question comes from another friend of the podcast, someone we've had on this show before. Mr. Ben Magnet of the Fake Nerds Podcast, the only person that I know personally that can do a proper Optimus Prime impression. Uh, go check out our, uh, I think it is our episode when we did Best and Worst Mechs. If I'm not mistaken, we did that's the episode we did that on. Uh, we did that and he did the impression of Optimus Prime for us. Uh, but yeah, Ben and the crew at Fake Nerds, 
awesome, awesome people, lots of fun, and we enjoy working with them when we get a chance to. But Ben uh, asks, favorite Godzilla movie from your least favorite era, which is a really interesting question. Um, and I don't know, Ben, if you're trying to bait me or not, but I'm going to go ahead and bite. So for those who don't know, or those who haven't been listening or new to this podcast, my least favorite Godzilla era is the Heisei era. There's a lot to love there, but for some reason, just that era does not quite connect with me on a, on a personal level as much as say, you know, the Showa era, which is some, which is something a lot of us, uh, older fans grew up with, or the millennium era, which has my, uh, one of my personal favorite Godzilla films, which is Godzilla 2000. Um, but you know, the, the Heisei era just never really did it for me, but there are, there are a couple of standouts, uh, in the Heisei era that I really, really, really enjoy. I'll, I'll give you my, um, I'll give you my number one first and say that my favorite Godzilla movie of the Heisei era is actually Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Um, I think that movie is a lot of fun. It gets, it gets a lot of eyebrows raised from people in the fandom because of, you know, plot holes and time travel shenanigans. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm, still pretty high up on that movie because at the end of the day, it, it it meets one of the most important criteria for me as a fan of this genre. And as a fan of just movies in general, it has to entertain me and Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991 definitely, definitely entertains me. And it actually has my favorite Godzilla suit of the Heisei era, which was Giro Goji uh, from 1991. Uh, it, that suit just looks mm, mwah, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. But I also wanted to give an honorable mention to uh, another movie that I feel like doesn't get talked about a whole lot and should, honestly. It's it's kind of, it's a little bit of a crime uh, that people don't talk about this one all that much. And no, it's not Godzilla versus Mothra. Travis, I know you're listening. It's not that one. I really don't care for that one all that much. But it's actually Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. I know, I know that I know the problems with that film also. But it's just a fun movie, and Mechagodzilla is one of my favorite um, adversaries for Godzilla throughout the franchise. It's just a really fun movie. I will say the one thing that drags that movie down a little bit for me is the is the battle towards the end feels like it goes on forever. It goes on forever. And like, I feel like they could have just like shortened that just a little bit, but there are some important uh, plot points in that battle with Mechagodzilla too. So, so yeah, that, that my honorable, my, my number one choice is Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991, uh, from the Heisei era. And my honorable mention is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two from 1993. So thank you, Ben, for writing in and asking that question. We really appreciate it. So I only have about two more questions to go and I saved these for last because they're a little bit more long form, um, and would take up kind of, they take up a little bit more brain space to answer. So I want to save them towards the end so I can give at least, at least try to give some thoughtful, some thoughtful answers to them. So, uh, the first one is one from listener of the podcast, Mr. Damon noise. And Mr. Uh, Damon writes, what do you believe is the best way to showcase a kaiju suit, hand drawn, hand drawn cell animation, 
computer graphics animation, stop motion, go motion animation, Henson style puppetry, or marionette puppetry? There's no right answer, but please defend it vigorously. Well, I don't know how vigorously I'm going to be able to defend it, but I will say that um, this is a really tough question because I feel like there's no clear right or wrong answer here. Like it really comes down to uh, personal preference. Now, I did pick, um, I did, I, I did go two ways with this. I went with the, the the practical way, and not like in the practical effects way, but in the practical like what actually kind of makes sense kind of way and then what I personally prefer kind of way. So I'm kind of coming at it from two angles. I think that the most practical way, the most cost-effective way, and, and the way that we've seen a lot of studios go is with CGI. Like we saw it with Shin, we see it with some of these new anime series uh, coming out with like uh, Godzilla Singular Point and others. Uh, it's just a really, it's just a, it's a more cost-effective way. And that sounds really like stuh-stupid to say about a kaiju movie, like cost-effective. Uh, but it, 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 it really is. It, it's a little bit cheaper on the studio to go, to go that route. And especially if the studio doesn't, if the, if the movie that they're trying to make doesn't necessarily have a huge budget, a lot of times doing CG, doing a lot of CGI will help uh, cut some costs uh, in that regard. Uh, outside, of, like. Uh, other than something like suitmation or uh, some other mediums that may be a little bit more expensive to do, because if you think about it, like if you if you're if you're doing suitmation, if you're doing suitmation, um, like you've got that you got to make the suits, you got to make the props, you got to make the little cities that that the that the monsters step on, you know, you got to make all that stuff, and a lot of times you only have like one or two takes to get it right. Like if something fails in take one, you got to rebuild all that stuff, reset, and then start over. And that's really expensive. So that's why you see a lot of studios now going towards CGI because there's just a lot more things you can do with CGI than you possibly than you could do with practical suitmation effects. Now, the caveat to that, at least for me personally, I actually prefer. I actually prefer. Uh, suitmation and practical effects um, than uh, to to CGI. Like CGI has its place. Like Shin Godzilla was great. There's some like really fantastic. There's some really beautiful uh, visuals uh, to that film. But for me, I prefer suitmation because I think that is just like a really good way to present your, to present a, a product to a film or television audience. And in my humble opinion, I just think practical effects look better on screen. You don't have to worry about like wonky CGI or, you know, getting the math right. And then something screwing up when everything is rendering, like just stuff like that. Like you don't have to worry about that. I know that there are, uh, issues that a lot of people take with Godzilla versus Kong with some of the wonky CGI in Godzilla versus Kong. I didn't necessarily notice it at first. I didn't, I don't honestly really care. Um, because that movie entertained me and it was, it was just a good action film, a good movie. You can just kind of turn your brain off to, uh, but you know, there are issues that you run into with CGI and there are issues that like, everything has an issue that could potentially happen. Um, it just really comes down, I guess, to 
to personal preference or what kind of story you're trying to tell. Um, but for me, I think the best presentation to get, I think the best presentation is through practical suitmation uh, effects uh, for kaiju films. Uh, there's also something to be said for, you know, the legacy of Ray Harryhausen and some others that have done stop motion animation in the past. Like from what I, uh, for anyone who doesn't know this, uh, the original Gojira was supposed to be stop motion. The original Gojira was supposed to be st a stop motion film. And, um, I'm not, I'm not really super clear on the history of how they went from stop motion to suitmation, but I can kind of assume that, you know, stop motion is a very time and resource intensive process. You know, you look at something like the Harryhausen films that are like all these monsters and these fantastic creatures that are all stop motion. And like they, yes, they move smoothly. Uh, they move smoothly and they look great on screen, but you have to think that every single little motion that those things make is a single frame of video or single frame of foot or a single frame of footage. Um, and it, it's very time consuming to do, uh, to do stop motion. No, there's, it's definitely an art form. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful art form. A lot like Tokusatsu, a lot like Tokusatsu and Suitmation, but, uh, it's just, uh, it's just not practical to do it that way anymore. And we're, when CGI is just so, uh, easy, I don't want to say easy because it's not, it's not easy. I'm not someone who's just, I can't fire up my Mac and just say, you know, I'm going to do some CGI today, but no, it's like, it takes, you know, years of practice and training to, to get it right. Um, but from, but if we're talking about like what I feel is the most effective way to present your Kaiju product, your movie, I think practical effects with either suitmation, um, uh, or stop motion animation look gorgeous. Like if, 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 if budget and time is completely out the window and you're just allowed to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Suitmation, suitmation and, uh, and, um, stop motion animation, I think is, is really the way to go. I'm also going to throw in maybe cell animation specifically because that's, I'm really nostalgic for that kind of stuff. I know a lot of us older fans kind of grew up with, with, uh, with cell animation. It's just a really fun, interesting medium, uh, similar to, um, similar to suitmation and stop and stop motion. It's just a really interesting medium. So if, if, if time and budget is not an issue, my preference is stop motion, suitmation, cell animation, like some of those older, more, tactile mediums to produce film like in the back, like back in the day, I, I prefer that. Uh, I, I definitely prefer that over, you know, CGI that can be hit or miss sometimes depending on like the budget and stuff. So, um, so that's my answer. Uh, it's not, it's not an easy one to answer by any means. This is not an easy question by any means, I think, but uh, I hope Damon, that kind of gives you some insight of where my mind's at a little bit. And thank you, sir, for that question. We really, really appreciate it. And the last question comes in from Chris, the beach bum on Twitter. And this one's a little bit personal. Um, I had to really kind of think about this one. Uh, and Chris's question says something that, you know, now about life that you wish you knew when you turned 18. 
so this is kind of a really common question. Like, what would you tell your younger self? Okay. So I had to really, really think about this one. I really did. Um, this one, like I I'm, I'm 35. So 18, I feel like is, was, that's a whole lifetime ago. I feel like, and you know, it's, it's just, it's not an easy question to answer when someone asks you, what would you like, what would you tell your younger self now that, what would you tell your younger self then that you know now or vice versa or something like that? And, you know, it's just not an easy thing to answer. So I'm going to do the best I can. Um, if I could sit down with 18 year old Michael now and tell him anything, it would be, it would be to be patient. Don't be in a hurry to grow up especially don't be in a hurry to grow up too fast because that's just, you know, that that's something that, you know, I think I tried to do when I was a younger, when I was a younger man, I tried to grow up way too fast. You know, I thought that, you know, when I become third, when I'm in my thirties, I will know everything. No, it's not the case. I, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. And I'm 35. Uh, I've still got a lot of growing to do as a human and as just a productive member of society, you know? And, uh, I think that only comes with age and experience. But, uh, you know, I would, I would also, I'd also tell him to just be excited about the things that he enjoys because, you know, one of these days, one of these days, it's, it's going to really, really pay off. You know, it's going to really pay off. Like just be, just be genuinely excited about stuff. Uh, no matter how odd or weird or it is, you know, no matter how much people, you know, make fun of you for it or whatever. Just be excited about something. Like find something and be excited about it. You know, because it is, it is just going to, it is going to pay off in the long run. Um, you know, don't be ashamed of, of, and most importantly, kind of just to bring it back to, to this podcast and everything that we've been doing with Kaiju Ramen and, you know, all the stuff that, you know, we've done or I've, you know, taking Travis out of the equation, all the stuff that I've been involved in personally over the last like couple years since, you know, getting reintegrated into this genre, I would tell my younger self, I would tell 18 year old Michael, don't be ashamed of being a fan of giant, of a giant radioactive lizard portrayed by a Japanese man in a rubber suit. And don't be ashamed of liking and enjoying, uh, five superheroes in rainbow colored spandex, because one day you're going to find a like-minded community, uh, just like you that will not judge you or, or make you feel less than, all because you enjoy the weirder things in life. Um, I think that's I think that's some advice that I would give any fan, you know, of any age that maybe be str- that might be struggling with fandom right now. You know, I, that's it's it's a it's an important thing. I think, like you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, I, I jokingly say all the times, like you know, and liking Godzilla and Power Rangers and and monster movies didn't get you a whole lot of dates in high school, which is true. Like that's, there's some truth to that, at least in my case. Um, but it was something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, as I got older, I suppressed that and hit it. Like there were many times when my friends would come over, um, you know, after school or something, we just all hang out and, you know, I would have to hurry and rush home and drive home, blah, blah, blah from school, from, you know, freshman, sophomore year of, of high school. And I'd have to hurry and rush home to make sure that like, I didn't leave any of my Godzilla toys and my Power Ranger tapes and things out in the open where people could see. And then I was so deathly afraid that, 
you know, I was so deathly afraid that, uh, one of my friends would find out that I was a, a Godzilla fan or a power Ra- or I still watched power Rangers. And you know, I, I was afraid that it would like diminish my quote unquote cool factor, which I was never the cool kid in school. Like I, I joke about it, but no, I was not the cool kid in school. Like I was, I, I hung out with all the, I hung out with all the nerds, the, the band geeks and whatever you want to call them. You know, all the, all the people that are probably doing something with their lives now, Um, yeah, I hung out with all those people and to some degree, even the people that were considered popular, quote unquote popular, were all, we're all a little weird in their own special way. You know, we're all just kind of a little bit, we're all a little bit weird. You know, it's, you don't, you don't, um, you, you, you don't start loving a, a genre like this and not have a little touch of weird inside you somewhere, because I think it does take a special person to really fall in love with the kaiju genre, the kaiju genre, um, or tokusatsu or just, you know, Japanese media, media in general, because it is just such a a weird, different thing than what we get here in the United States. And it does take a special, I think it does take a, a special person or a weird person or someone who just thinks differently to really grasp on and, th- and, and love those things as much as we all do. Um, so yeah, I would just kind of, I would tell that 18 year old me just to enjoy the things you enjoy, no matter what they are. And someday it's going to pay dividends. It, someday it's going to pay off. You know, um, the whole reason why we have Kaiju ramen now is because I would, as a kid was obsessed with dinosaurs and then Godzilla and then Power Rangers. And then, you know, as I grew, as I grew to be an older man, um, I, um, you know, I stopped really caring. I stopped really caring about what other people thought. And I just enjoy the things that I enjoy. And hopefully, and I've met some really fantastic, and I've read, I've, I've met some really like great people along the way. Uh, that, you know, think the same way. Well, the, I, not all of them think the same way I do, but we all can kind of come together and enjoy this thing together. And that's, that's been super helpful. It's been super important. Um, I would, I would pro, I would also tell, <clears throat> excuse me. I would also tell my younger self to trust God and trust the process because, you know, no matter, no matter how difficult or, or heartbreaking life can be, you know, there's, there's always the cheering cough light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much, Chris, for that question. Um, it really, like, it means a lot to get to kind of share that with y'all. So yeah, this has been great guys. Thank you so much for your questions. I really want to do something like this again, just to kind of have a casual conversation, brain dump session, I guess, with you guys. Uh, hopefully I can do this over, um, I can do this over StreamYard, maybe on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go check it out. There's a link going to be uh, posted below in the description of this episode. But yeah, go go check it out because we've been doing, we've been doing a lot of stuff on there lately. Uh, you know, record, recording live streams, unboxings, posting posting episodes. There's just a lot there to, um, to, to watch and enjoy. So please, if you, if you're listening to this, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be uploading content there, uh, periodically more often than not, hopefully. And we would just love to be able to interact with you guys there. 
So before we go, uh, typically this is the section uh, where we give a mailbag, but this whole episode has been a mailbag and we actually do have a mailbag question that I'm going to save for a later episode. Uh, so we're going to skip that and we're going to go straight into the trivia question that will lead into the topic or movie that we'll be discussing next episode. Uh, and if you are uninitiated to this podcast, we like to ask trivia questions, like I said, to lead into a next episode uh, that we're going to be doing on the podcast. And so the next episode will feature a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest by the name of Kaiju Kim, who is a fantastic YouTuber and Kaiju streamer. Her shows, uh, Chill with Kaiju Kim, can be seen almost every Sunday night, for the most part, every Sunday night uh, at around 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or 7, I'm sorry, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, somewhere around there. Please go subscribe to her channel. It's Kaiju Kim. She's easily to, she's easy to find on, uh, on YouTube. She's a fantastic person, and I'm, she's going to be my guest for the next episode we're going to be doing, and here is the trivia question for that, and it goes, the now-retired professional wrestler Brian... Burnick used the name of this Toho favorite as his ring name. So if you know the answer to that trivia question, or if you don't know the answer to that trivia question, please tell us on social media and we will read your answers out on the next episode. And before we close out, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. All the links to our social media as well as the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to the trivia question to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine so far. If you want to find out more, go check out our website, kaijuramenmedia.com. And if there's one more thing that you can do to help support this show, and that is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju and tokusatsu fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us do more episodes and more fun stuff heading into 2022. Uh, and I'm just going to add on, you don't have to leave us a full review. Uh, I know that's a little bit intimidating for folks because they don't know what the right half, they don't know what the right sometimes. And uh, if you just want to leave us a five-star rating, we really appreciate that too. And we love you guys. And normally I would sign off the Travis way, but for this time, since it's just me, I'm just going to say, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs>